Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> How are you? Good on this, I guess, sunny Shh. Monday morning. <laughs> sure, for the time yeah. being. Yeah, yeah, for how long? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> do I go get my car washed or do I not? I got mm. a good one last night. I took Kyla home and on the way back got um nice good five minute rain. Yeah. <laughs> and um it stopped right before I got to the gas station and I looked at the car and I'm like, all right, I don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just dry it off real well. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, my luck with going to the car wash hasn't been great recently because anytime I've gone, it's rained later that day, whether it was in the forecast or not. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm just not going to win with this. This is why I did. This is why I used to do like with our older cars. I would just go like once a month, if not once every three months, I'm like hey, it's fine. Yeah. This one I'm actually trying to keep looking nice and it's, it, it's a little more of a struggle. <laughs> to do yeah especially when you can't predict the rain no like and yesterday i was talking to him my friend Derek. so i heard in the background i heard i thought like maybe he was frying some chicken or something yeah but i forgot he was actually on the road driving and he's like man it's pouring down rain and it says it raining there I looked outside like no not yet and about 30 <laughs> seconds later i started hearing it oh it's here now there we go <laughs> well we're that same thing she goes is it rain outside i'm like i couldn't it was so dark out, and I'm like, nah, I mean, it looks a little windy, but I think it's just airplanes because we live so close to the airport. They're like, just yeah. think it's airplanes flying over. Mm-hmm. And then boom, I'm like, oh, I think it's raining now. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I think it was raining then, too. I go, yeah, probably, but, you know, didn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, whatever. I was probably wrong. Still sound like an airplane, though. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't rain for very long for what I could tell. But again, it was so dark out. It was hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, well. Pretty heavy downpour. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, it's like, it's funny how it's raining there, but not here yet. And then. Yeah. It slowly arrived and then it left. I'm like, yep. All right. That's how it works now. Thanks. Thanks for passing by. Thanks for yeah. watering the tomatoes. Appreciate it. <laughs> right. Save, <laughs> save me the effort. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was kind of chilly this morning. I'm like, oh, okay. First little taste of fall. I didn't have to worry about telling York to grab a hoodie because, you know, 95 degrees out. He's already Natural. got it on. I'm, yeah, it's he's good. <laughs> Did have to grab one for Grayson, though. <laughs> like, here, you're going to want that. Yeah. So, but, no, it's all good, though. Yeah, it's, it's like, like Kyla. She, she's like, well, can we take his clothes? So I can pull my, my sweatshirts out again. I'm like, all right. All right. I know we went out to the when it was real hot. She had on a, a hoodie. And I, I started thinking about all the like damn kids really do that. Yeah, they do. I don't I don't get it Me either. Uh, it's weird, but hey, it is weird. That's the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you know, and I think about that, and then I think about okay, I remember in seventh grade, so we're thinking like nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one. Remember when uh. Like wingtip shoes were in style, like during the hammer pants time. 
<laughs> I had some hammer yeah. pants. It, I never yep. had the shoes though. <laughs> never had the wingtips. No. So yeah, yeah, wingtips, and they had the like the little metal on the front, but it was like a high polish. They're kind of dress. I mean, they were dress shoes. Yeah. But it was freaking hilarious because I got I had a pair of those, but I would wear them with black sweatpants because it's me. But I didn't. I wasn't a hoodie person then. Mm-hmm. In fact, I still hated jackets. Like I still. I mean, I still don't like coats or jackets because they're always too big. It's. I mean, now as an adult, it's hard for me to drive in. Yeah. You know, just have that kind of flexibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. I hate driving with a coat on. At least with a hoodie, there's a little more flexibility and a little more. It's a little more comfortable. True. But for the most part, it's I'm going from an interior place, exterior for just few moments back into an interior place both you know the interior places are climate controlled so i'm not so it's just me lugging around a you know a jacket or a coat it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous I, I don't like it anyways so i try not i usually try to have some sort of outerwear just in case you know car breaks down you're stranded you have something right um but otherwise no sweatshirt call it a day Long sleeve if I have to, but yeah. So, but I I, I totally kind of get where York's coming from, because yeah, hoodie and shorts today. So, the winsome outfit. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so go figure. Uh, anything else going on? Um, no, you know I just finished my my time off of work, so <clears throat> it was a cool week. Got to spend some time. With a few friends that I hadn't had a chance to. So went to the bookstore, buying more books that who knows when I'll read. And got the Otis Redding collection. So I'm getting familiar with his music. And I heard some songs that I've heard Kanye sample. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is the song he got that from. So it was cool. It's cool. I got about two or three more CDs left. And like I was mentioning before we started recording, that there's like from what i've heard like there's nothing like his music now yeah <laughs> you know yeah. he's unique you know even the songs that he's covered sounds great the songs he's written great live i didn't even know to listen to the live cd because it just sounds like yeah. like he does something like studio <laughs> so right yeah that's a good that's, that's an important thing sound yes. as good live as you do on yep. your record yep yep you know one of the f- out of the many concerts I've been to, mm-hmm. I think one that always stands out to me is when I saw Green Day in concert. Mm-hmm. They sound just as good live as they do on an album. And that's, I mean, that does speak volumes because, yeah. you know, some people are kind of mixed, you know. they That's true. <laughs> and like, they're heavily mixed. They're like, oof. You yeah. Some help in the studio, didn't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then take, there's one artist, you know, we had the... Right to spring mm-hmm. last year, and Miguel was performing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, first time I ever heard him live, I'm like, Damn, he sounds just like a radio. So I went out and bought his albums because I'm like, you yeah, sound yeah. as good live. So I, I will buy your, I will buy your yeah, music. I, I will support you. <laughs> yes, I shall support you in your cause. Yes. Um, and of course, you know, uh, for me, Kelly Clarkson always sounds just as good live. As she does in studio. Actually, sounds better live than in studio because she has more freedom to kind of just do her thing yeah and uh also she's just you know hilarious on you know in between songs and everything 
but uh yeah no, just very few like there's some that i'm like ooh, yeah i'm like all right i'll just listen to your albums yeah because when you tell when they sound winded <laughs> you're like mm. hear their breath like yeah. mm, you shouldn't hear you breathing like Don't, that <laughs> yeah you, you take better care of yourself if you're a singer yeah, but I mean, some people really had that range too, and that's kind of cool. That's true. You have your studio artist, and you have your artist that, no matter where they are, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you get. Yep. Some are good, some are bad. <laughs> yep. So, um, <clears throat> Saturday was Grace's eighth birthday. Ah. To which, happy, uh, yeah, happy belated. So, yeah. So she, uh. It was so they I was, of course, at work because I'm a horrible dad that didn't take the day off. <clears throat> and actually probably could have. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and. Uh, so that evening, York actually had a birthday party to go to mm-hmm. at a trampoline park. And Grayson was all for it because. She loves doing that, so York went with his friends played. Grayson kind of did her own thing. I kind of watched. It was so ridiculously crowded. The only thing I could think of was that because it was at five mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and it was so like just dismal looking outside. So we really couldn't do a whole lot of fun stuff outside. So people were looking for things to take the kids to right. to run off some energy inside. I bet there was every bit of like two hundred people up in that building. I mean, I could barely move without a kid almost running into me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I told I told York, I said, uh, I said hey, man, uh, whatever you do, don't eat or drink anything here, okay? I hear it turns kids into donkeys, okay? Just like in that scene from, from Pinocchio. <laughs> That's how crazy it was. And what it reminded me of, for sure. So he got, he got the reference. Um, yeah. Because he caught me watching the new one. <laughs> During that scene, so. But no, they had a they had a blast. York got to hang out with his friends and do all that. Grayson got to be included too, but you know she kind of stayed out of the way, yeah. and did her own thing. Yeah. Grayson finally, 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 after months upon months upon months of practicing her aerial, which for people that don't know what that is, is basically if you did a cartwheel without using your hands. Mm. So you just flip in the air sideways, laying on your feet. That's cool. Um, after months upon months, like she would do, and she would get almost all the way over, and at the very last second, put her hands down. Like it was so like frustrating because you're like, you know, she can do it, mm-hmm. but just that last second, she does it. I'm like, we finally got to where I said, listen. I will give you $20 if you can finally do this. So come Friday, pick her up from aftercare at her gymnastics place. And she's like, I have something to show you. Hold on. We can't go. We have to go up to the to the mat. I said, okay. I'm like, all right. You know, she's going to show me something. Now, she goes out there like like she's been doing it for months. Dang. Like, she, like she'd already did. Like she doesn't been knowing how to do it. And yeah. then bam. So I had to record it and uh, I actually made York come in too. I said, dude, come here and watch this. And he was impressed as well. Cause he knows how long she's been practicing on it. Yeah. 
I said, look at you, day before your birthday, deciding to finally get your aerial. <laughs> She's like, achievement yeah. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> yeah, achievement unlocked. That's exactly, I think, how I worded it, too. Uh, but I'm so proud of her, because she's been working on that thing for months. And, and uh, pays off. <clears throat> yep, and, you know, not too many kids her age can do an aerial. So, you know, it's just that she's very determined. I don't know where they, just the stubbornness, I know where she gets that from. The, the amount of determination, though, not quite sure. So, <laughs> I'm, but I'm thankful. Yeah. That's good. Real good. <laughs> yep, I think it's just her. For, she's. I think it's just her competitive spirit, to be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, so yeah, and then yesterday, we uh, had her birthday party on Sunday, at a trampoline park, different trampoline park, um, and it was so much more chill. That was like, crowded. Oh, exponentially less crowded. Like it's there. Maybe 50 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit more, but not much. It was great. It was just very low-key with stress and just a fun time. Grayson had a great time, got some good gifts. Yeah. All of that. So, yeah. And York had a great time, too. He It's like, it's all going to be Grayson's friends. So I'm bringing a book because I'm probably not going to, probably going to be bored. Man, that kid was jumping all over the place. <laughs> he was exhausted. I asked him afterwards to go, so Yorick, how much of your book did you get read? <laughs> I don't know, little. Oh, so what you're trying to say is you were having too much fun jumping. Yeah. Like, kind of what I thought, bro. <laughs> uh, that was going good, though. And, yeah, I think that's about it. Just, you know. Kids having a great time this week, weekend. So I'm still plugging along on my, I guess, just overall health, physical health that I'm trying to do mm-hmm. um, in order to be more effective at work, I guess. And I'm still down 10. I haven't lost any more, but I've lost 10 in four weeks. And all I've done is... I don't know. Just change. Uh, eat exponent a lot more fruit. Uh, a banana usually for breakfast, maybe two, and then uh, sometimes get some of those. I think they're called fair trade like protein shakes. They're like either twenty six or forty two grams of protein mm-hmm. in it, depending on which one you get. They're not cheap, but I mean they're good and they help. And then uh, usually been eating sushi for lunch, like one roll and call it a day. And then uh, usually right after work when I get in my car, I'll eat an apple on the way either the way home or the way to go pick kids up for their extracurriculars. And then I try and eat something somewhat healthy for dinner. And, you know, my exercise is pretty much work. And uh, that's been uh, been doing pretty good. I'm averaging about, now granted, going down, but still, it's still stairs. Yeah. Uh, about Averaging about 25, 30 flights of stairs a day. Uh, might have overdone it on Saturday because my D was hurting me. Uh, my right knee was hurting, kind of a little aggravated and inflamed Saturday afternoon and most of yesterday. <laughs> a little bit better today, but I'm also resting today, so that, I think that helps. Yeah. I had to take it a little easy on that. But things are going well. Uh, just trying to find 
you know, the next step on what I should now incorporate in, into that to kind of watch this progression. Because my goals, to you know, since I've already started this and I've already noticed the weight loss, is to drop about another 14 pounds. So mm-hmm. get me back down to about 175-ish uh, where I used to be before we moved to Nashville. So uh, that'd be nice. That's So we'll see. Got it, man. You can do it. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, like I like if I have something that I'm like, like I had pizza the other day, but I didn't have much. But yeah, mm-hmm. I still like I still felt guilty, so I went and got some fruit and ate some fruit also, like afterwards. That way, I feel like it evened it out a little bit. Balance. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's really weird. So my my guilty conscience is kind of like my. It's kind of like my. Uh, my motivational coach, I guess. So, <laughs> like, like, I don't really need anybody. Just kind of pep, like, no, I got it covered. My my brain will be the one going, I hate that, but I don't think that was a good idea. Maybe you should eat some of this, too. And I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. Got to fix that. <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm on it. So we're out. I guess you better go to the store at 9 o'clock at night, huh? <laughs> right. <sighs> All right. Uh enough of that nonsense uh what have you been watching tv wise my friend uh i did check out the latest house of the dragon episode yeah i mean can't have game of thrones without your your orgies (laughs) yep that's why Um, it's called house of the dragon yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but (laughs) so stupid but you know it's still Still been a good series so far. Yeah, I'm glad that they at least got this on track and hope they finish strong. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, then I realized I was kind of behind on Reservation Dogs, so I caught up on those episodes. So far this season, it's kind of like each each of the friends are having their episodes to mm-hmm. kind of flesh out what oh, okay. they've been dealing with since the first season, and um. Yeah, I mean it's good. Like I'll, I'll probably give like an overall afterwards, but okay. it's um yeah yeah it's like yeah it's it's still entertaining, good kind of humor and um yeah it's just some good. I just feel like it's some good storytelling. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I still need to get around to watching that. Yeah, I promise I will. Just <laughs> uh, She Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> No twerking this episode. No? No twerking, just some working. Yep. <laughs> um, wongin. I guess I guess Wongin's more like it. More Wongin. Uh, this was a good episode, too. Yeah. It, oh. This <clears throat> I like it because it has... I mean, the more I watch it, the more I appreciate the tone that they mm-hmm. decide to go with. Uh, yeah, it's... I like it. It's... Funny, <laughs> more sitcomish. It's sitcom. Yeah, it you know, really is. It's what it, it knows is. what it is. Yeah. Um. It was. I mean, you know, you had the the guy who's trained with Wong that's using his abilities yeah. to be a magician, and you know, Wong's concerned that he might do something that could be a threat to the world and go into court over it. And like, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, just take it from him. <laughs> right. You're the Sorcerer Supreme. Do your thing. Yeah. But. He wants to be legal. 
Oh, that he wants to be legal about. Right. Right. <laughs> Peaced out when these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, you just committed a crime, sir. Oh, about that. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, I did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. I got to go. <laughs> it's my tea. My tea's burning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and then we were introduced to a new character Madison with a Y but not where you think it is and two ends yeah that's that fun that's that that was great I'm like that's most yes that's the most millennial name <laughs> and she kind of favored Elizabeth Olsen a little bit a little face, bit like some some facial yeah. features I was like eh, yeah yeah cousin maybe no <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, that was great. The Wongers. Yeah. Wongers. <laughs> oh, Wong's got a buddy. <laughs> yep. A movie buddy at that. Yes. Uh, and then, maybe then, not the there's a loss, then there's a lawsuit over some trademarks. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. all right. Uh, but I was watching um, TikTok. I don't, it said something about when the Hulk show was on back in the day uh-huh. with Bill Bigsby and Lou Ferrigno that CBS, who kind of had ownership of the show, was trying to, I guess, create their own She-Hulk. So Marvel's like, no, nah, we need to put this comic out, which is how we got She-Hulk, so they could they got ahead of the game. So, gotcha. So that was a cool little reference there. Reference to that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, that's, no, it was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, well, just, like, sorry this is ending on a sad note, but, you know, at least the Where's the button will be will be good. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. It's like, all yes. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, bummer ending, but no, it's it's a uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it for sure. I'll probably rewatch it. Yes. So it's yeah, it's good. And then uh I watched a show on Netflix called uh, The Devil in Ohio. Because, you know, cults and stuff, and why not? And it stars uh, the other Deschanel, uh, Emily Deschanel, who was in Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't seen her in anything in a while. Uh, basically, when a psychiatrist shelters a mysterious cult escapee, her world is turned upside down as the girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Emily Dashnell, Sam Yeager, uh, Gerardo Colesco, and Madeline Arthur. So basically, this girl gets escapes this looks like Children of the Corn type, <laughs> thing, you know, type cult type thing in the middle of a ritual, and is a. Uh, you know, escapes. She winds up in the, that someone finds her on the side of the road mm-hmm. and takes her to the hospital. <clears throat> Emily Deschanel's character, Suzanne, plays the hospital psychiatrist for this small hospital in Ohio. And first, you know, the girl, May, won't speak much. And there's a big, like, pentagram. It looked well mark you know, on her back, which looks like it was probably carved into her back, like with a <laughs> knife. And so it's about those wounds, you know, they're trying to take care of those wounds. Anyways, they can't find anybody foster care wise to take her. 
So she agrees to take her for a night, which then turns into a week, which then turns into until they can find a foster home. Meanwhile, Suzanne has three kids at home, two that are in high school, and then a younger one. And so it's about the middle child having to give up her room for this new girl, or having to, yeah, give up her room. And now she's having to share a room with her older sister. And yeah, Yeah. it's uh, interesting that May kind of ends up trying to become one of the family in, for di- in different ways. And so, you know, some friction and everything. Meanwhile, they're all trying to follow, trying to solve this mystery as to what is going on out there and how did this happen? But yet she's also not like innocent. Yeah. She's still part, you know, she still has cultish things that she believes in that she does. And so it's, it's an interesting show for sure. It's it's eight episodes. It's on Netflix. I enjoyed it. Um, ending really did pay off like I was hoping it. You know, the payoff of the ending wasn't as climactic as I was hoping it would be, but it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it though. It didn't quite stick the landing, but still a good one. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I enjoyed the journey. I guess. Yeah. That's not bad, for sure. Eight episodes, yeah, that was good. Okay. Although I did feel like the eight episode was like two episodes. It just felt really long, but it wasn't. It just felt longer than what it was. So. Yeah. Okay. Yup. That is it. That's all I've watched. TV wise. Alrighty, let's uh get into our feature presentation. So this week, our feature, pre- our feature presentation was suggested by my ex-wife, Beth, and our son, York. First, uh, they had watched it together. Mm-hmm. Beth sent me th- two different text messages regarding this movie. And then within 30 minutes, York called me to talk about this movie. York never calls me, um, especially about movies. To talk about it. Like he rarely, like, once I bring it up, doesn't really, you know, is it going to really say much? He'll talk about his anime, which is fine. Yeah. But so the fact that he called to talk about this movie, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this now. He's like, no, daddy, it's a three hour movie, but it doesn't feel like three hours. Okay, cool. It's like really crazy. It's like got a lot of dancing. There's, there's like dancing in it, but there's like crazy action. It's like, it's hard to, ex- to kind of explain what it's like. I'm like, all right, then. I'll give it a try. What's it called? It's called RRR. Okay. That's the name of it? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it not the rating? It's just the, the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a <laughs> Hindi movie. That's it. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. It's like, yeah, it's on Netflix. You really ought to watch it. So, you know what? I said, well, considering... <clears throat> Your mom suggested, you know, texting me about it just a minute ago, and you're bringing it up. I will watch it and then see if Patrick wants to watch it, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd, I'd seen it that it was in theaters, you know, and I thought about it, but they had pulled it. And so then I saw that it was on Netflix. So I was like, all right. And then you're telling me about you getting your messages from <laughs> Beth and York. So I was like, 
all right, yeah, we're gonna have to watch this. Then I watched the trailer. Like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, R R R, which stands for Rise, Roar, Revolt, mm-hmm. is uh, three hours and seven minutes long. Came out March of this year. It is a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. Starring. Wish me luck. I I already see the look on your face. (laughs) Got this. I know. N.T. Rama Rao Jr. as Komaran Bean, who apparently is a real person, but this is fictitious story of real people. There we go. Yeah. Ram Sharan Teja as Aluri Sitarama Raju. AJ Div- uh, Devon, I think. As Venkata Rama Raju. Then Aliyah Bhatt as Sita. And Olivia Morris as Jennifer. That was the easiest one. Yeah. Um, I hope I did those justice. So this movie is directed by S.S. Rajamuli and was written by Vijayendra Prasad. Did the story, I guess. And then S.S. Rajamuli Rajamuli, uh, wrote the screenplay. So this is subtitled. Um, It it is a uh, subtitled. And very, very, very little Eng- actual English in the movie. Right. But there is a little bit. This movie is wild. Is the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Thanks. I think I still have the text I sent you when I was only halfway through this. And I feel like it's fairly, fairly close to it. Uh, this is the text I sent Patrick after halfway through it. It said, RRR. What if Zack Snyder made a Hindi action movie using Fast and Furious logic, a.k.a. physics, and infused it with step-up dance numbers? Oh, and better CGI, in parentheses, big cats, close parentheses, than the movie Cats. <laughs> that, was my, that was my take halfway through it. After one giant battle scene, uh, in which there are uh, tigers. Yes. So yeah, it's it is crazy. I mean, this movie's it's crazy, but it's fun. It's like there's what's the word am I looking for? There's a there's tension. I mean, there's an obvious good you know. There's basically because the British government's taken over and the people uh, in a is it Delhi? I think it is. Uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, the people are trying to, you know, are up against the fences, trying to, you know, they're they're mad. They're trying to break over, you know, break through and take over, you know, at least run the uh, run the capital. And one soldier, <laughs> oh, one guy threw something and broke. It ended up breaking the picture and and the. Uh, captain or whatever of the military basically said, I want that person in, <laughs> arrested. 
And everybody else is terrified to go out there because of the mob of people out there. And so they, so this one guy just runs up this little ramp type, you know, ramp thing over the, over this fence into the air, like a superhero. Yes. And fights off this entire mob to get this one guy. And this fight lasts what? A good seven minutes of the movie. Wow. Like it's, like, it's not a quit fight. It's him battling this entire group of people. I'm like, it's, if getting things done was a person, that's him. Yes, <laughs> that's him. Yes. yes. The, the I got you. Yes. <laughs> like, here, hold, like, hold my hat. I'll be right back. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to run out like, and get some air. Like, he's on a mission. He will succeed. <laughs> and I mean, it was a lot of people. He was fighting them off. Like, even when they finally think, oh, we got him down. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Start chipping away at him. Second, second win. <laughs> yep. Like, Hulk, you start to Hulk out. It's like, nope. Yep. No, brother. I got it. No, brother. Get <laughs> off of me. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was a crazy intro scene for that, for that, for that character. character. Yeah. And then before that, Beam was trying to capture an animal. Ended up being chased by two animals. Yeah. Trying to Try- catch, catch the wolf. But they ended up, was it Tiger that they caught? Uh yeah oh yeah and big cat he's running from the wolf and realizes he's got some another predator and like uh but that scene there was a scene where he swings on a vine and you think he's going yeah. one direction and he ends up going the other I'm yeah. like that that kind of hooked me when I watched it <laughs> and I just saw that moment <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm gonna have to watch this because this is yeah. really over the top and but it, it's yeah. and um and the visuals it's amazing I mean it's just yeah. I wish I caught it in theaters <laughs> yeah. This would have been a good IMAX movie, to be honest. Yeah, shoot forty X too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean just the action and the I mean the musical the music oh, yeah. is the musical keep you going even if you feel like you're <laughs> you're like I need a break. This musical yeah. keep you bouncing. I mean it's yep. it was great. I loved it. And then even was with awesome. the, yeah. even with the musical moments, you know I don't, I don't I usually don't go for that, but. I mean, they were hard not to, man. No, they it's were the, ener- the energy of it, smiling. Yeah. They were happy, like yeah. like this infectious. It is. I was, I was like, and no, you and just don't go good. for this. This it is good. So good. Yeah. And oh, then the, the songs... dance was phenomenal. I was yes. Like, I was like, okay, that's why I, you know that's why I said infused with the step up movie because that's what it made me think of. Yep. I said you got a little dance off going on here. <laughs> and this is that's like I, I accept this. <laughs> yeah. And um, but. Then you know you then you got the story like the songs that they sung were related to the story, telling you about what's going on and what could happen, you know. Yeah. Because you know basically, Beam is trying to rec- rescue a girl who was forcibly abducted. Yes. Raju. Who? Oh, go when, ahead. When they ki- when when they killed her mom, because her mom was trying to chase because these Brits, you know, the inv- colonist. You know. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Queen, but. Uh, the colonists <laughs> uh, trying to come in. They basically liked how this girl sang while she was doing her little uh, Hindi art on her. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? I'm blanking on that. I know what it's called. Oh. I know what it's called, but it's blanking on me right now. Anyways, it'll pop in my head here in a minute. And they liked how she sang, so they said, I want her to come with us. And they thought, well, they just, so they tossed the parents some coins, which they thought they were thanking her for. For her singing and her perform, you know, in her in her art, and mm-hmm. uh, no, and they grabbed her by the arm like, wait, 
Henna. No. Henna. That's what it's called. Okay. Henna. I knew it'd pop in my head. <laughs> um, and they're like, no, nah, we're just going to. No, that's just how much we think your kid's worth, and we're going to take her with us. Yeah, she's ours now. Mom, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they start driving off, and the mom's chasing after him. So they stop. The soldier's getting ready to shoot her, and the dude's like, explaining about how you know the amount of hours it took to make a weapon mm-hmm. to get it shipped over and all this all this other effort just and they're like you're going to waste that on basically this peasant right and so the dude gets his big ass log and then comes over and then just takes a you know <laughs> just a full-on like negan swing on her and <laughs> yeah just bashes wow. her head and then Drive on. Drops the log and then drops the log and then they drive on off. I'm like, that's a damn. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a that that I think actually would be more is more violent than if it has more of an impact. No pun intended. Than if uh, than if they would have just shot her. You know True. what I mean? Because it's more cruel to. Just, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, wow. Yep, and that was basically yeah. the opening. <laughs> Yes, giving you beans motivation. <laughs> yeah. Literally the first five minutes in the movie. Yep. So we got his motivation to get get the girl back. Yeah. And then Raju, the soldier who fought off that crowd, he's alerted of this person coming, so he's appointed to try to find them and stop them. Yeah. But then in the process of that, they become friends, not knowing who they are. <laughs> yeah. So then it becomes about will they find out? Will their friendship stand the test of time? You know, so it's good tension. Yeah. Yep. It was, yeah. It's just, just a wild movie. But it's, it's great because anytime you think, every time you, you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, this is kind of ridiculous. And you're like, you know, the movie's looking back and going, yeah, that's the point. Point, man. Yeah. Obviously, this couldn't happen. Obviously, this couldn't happen. This is, yeah. yeah. It's like watching, I mean, because that's the, part of the fast and furious physics because they're running jumping and stuff and you know you <laughs> it's just kind of out there but that's part of the fantasticalness of this movie which i loved yeah because it is so out there but you know what we need these kind of movies yeah it's entertaining that's it's entertaining that's all it is it's not it doesn't have to be not everything has to be grounded no you know? it makes sense for the story that all this is happening <laughs> that they're telling yes yes but no, it, it was great. Wrestling tigers and stuff. Great. No. And then having said tigers going during a battle. <laughs> then hey, they were these all kind of animals. It was like yeah, bears, were, lions, tigers, yeah. giraffe. I mean, oh, everything. My. Yep. All of it. Yeah. We got our yeah. equalizer right here. <laughs> right. Right. I was expecting to dance number with the animals. <laughs> yeah, that and I wouldn't be okay with that. <laughs> nah. Nah. It would have fit. It would have fit. <laughs> Could have made it like a Deadpool hallucination scene. <laughs> yeah. Shoot a Dumbo who's with hallucination scene. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what the, half that movie is. Um, but no, it's great. I loved it. Uh, it was it was very, very, very entertaining. Yes. I would recommend it if you have. I mean, you can watch it in increments. You don't have to watch it if you don't Not have the time. They even yeah. kind of have it broken up in little chapters. So if you want to take a break when they show, boom, that's a good good resting point, and come back to it. 
Um, but yeah, look at that. It definitely doesn't feel like three hours. There's enough going on to where, you know, even during the kind of down moments, there's still enough story going on to keep you interested. And there's just always some kind of action going on. So it's not overdone. It's not over, I guess, like you won't be burnt out from it. <laughs> you'll you'll actually, by the end, you'll, you'll, like for me, I was satisfied by the end of everything I watched. And um, it wasn't overdone. <laughs> no. And that was the beauty of it, too. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Thank you again, Beth and York, for suggesting that. If you have a suggestion for us, please hit us up on the Twitter, Instagram, or on our Facebook group page. Let us know if there's one you would like for us to cover. Or, hey, I think you guys might like this. Mm-hmm. And just know if it's going to be horror, Patrick's the one watching it. Sorry, <laughs> if it's if it's bloody horror, Patrick's watching it. Suspense horror, we'll both watch. I take the slashers. Yep. I only do the classics, sorry. <laughs> and even still, it, it's kind of <laughs> dependent. Uh, awesome, man. And all right, you get to go. You're up first this week. So after having watched RRR, yes. Friday, I went to the movies and I watched another Hindi movie, Brahmastra. This was in 3D, um, which... It was actually pretty decent. Like I really don't do 3D too bad, too much, but um, it worked. I think if I'd sat a little closer to the screen, I would have got a little more 3D effect. But anywho, this is uh, Brahmastra Part One Shiva. So, Part One, just to let you know, this is going to be like a trilogy of movies. Uh, it was oh, released, wow. yeah, released September 9th, 2022. Has a runtime of two hours and 47 minutes. The um, director, uh, Ayan Mukherjee. I'm hoping I'm saying the names right. If not, forgive me. Um, let's see. I'm going to have my own fun here with um, the names of the actors in this, actors and actresses. So we have... Um, <laughs> we have... <clears throat> Amitabh... Amitab, Bakchan as Guru, Ranbir Kapoor as Shiva, and also from RRR, we have Aliyah Bhatt as Isha, uh, Mauni Ray as Junun, and Magarjuna Akinini as Anish. Uh, this is the story of Shiva, who sets out on search of love and self-discovery during his journey he has to face many evil forces that threaten our existence. So an interesting thing about this movie, it was distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. Oh, interesting. Um, <clears throat> so it's basically like an action-adventure fantasy. And as I mentioned before, it's the first part of a trilogy. Uh, Shiva is a, is a DJ in Mumbai who meets Isha. And of course, they make an instant connection. She comes from more of a wealthy family. Uh, he reveals to her later that he's an orphan who lost his mother at a young age and a apparent fire. But he also reveals that he has this special connection to fire to where he's not burned by it. <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't really tell anybody about it because, you know, it's kind of weird for him. So he tries to keep it to yeah. himself. Um, 
And then he also starts having visions of events that eventually turn out to be a, be true. And so, <clears throat> so what Brahmastra is, it is a spiritual weapon or Astra and it gets broken into three pieces that uh, there is a group called the Brahman. Shoot. Well, there's a group of other people that have their own Astra weapons, but three main people are to protect these pieces because if they fall in the wrong hands and are put back together, it could potentially mean the end of the world. Oh, wow. And so this journey is basically Shiva, one, like stated in the, in the description, finding love, but then also learning some unexpected things about himself and why he does have this weird connection to fire. Um, he also realizes he has a great responsibility. And of course, you know how that goes. Great power comes great responsibility. Heard that um, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, it's basically kind of like a superhero movie. It's almost like, in a way, kind of Avengers-like. Um, but just like RRRs, a lot of great visuals. Um, there is some dancing and singing in this as well. Um, maybe a little better with RRR. This is, um, well, he is a DJ, so of course you're going to have a musical number there. And um, when he first sees Isha, he passes out because of some something happens. He starts having visions. And so when his friends wake him up, it's like, what happened? Like, I think I just overdanced. You know, maybe I just did it. Yeah. Overdid it with that. But, um, but I mean, it's got some great action. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another one that's that's good. I, I'm curious if it'll end up on, since it's distributed by Disney Pictures, you know, I wonder if it'll be on Disney Plus or maybe find its yeah. way to, you know, another streaming platform. Uh, I was watching, or this was, when I was looking at some of the images, I think it was originally supposed to come out either 2018 or 2019. And so, but didn't get released till now. And I don't think they've even started filming for the second part. But um, after watching this, I'm locked in. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> you know, even yeah. if it takes another eight years before we get the other two. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's another fun ride. Another, um, you know, sometimes it's cool, good to take a break from the Hollywood stuff <laughs> and. And you know, watch some some more independent type movies. And it seems like Hollywood twenty seven just gets all the Hindi movies, all the foreign language movies. It seems right. But it was a fun ride as well. Um, sounds interesting for sure. I might have to check that one out too. Uh, speaking of Hollywood movies, and you know, watching the normal stuff. <laughs> Uh, Disney Plus dropped on Thursday. Not only did they drop uh, She-Hulk, but they also dropped Thor, Love, and Thunder on Disney Plus. And then their live-action uh, version of Pinocchio. Not the Guillermo one. That comes out, I think, November. The Guillermo del Toro, I think that's stop- I still think it's stop-motion. Maybe it's not. It just looks like it is. Anyways, All right. that one comes out later. This Pinocchio is the Disney Pinocchio uh, live action. It's a remake. I mean, it's all it is. It's uh, it's an hour forty five minutes long, rated PG. 
know, it's the story of a puppet that is brought to life by a fairy who assigns him to lead a virtuous life in order to become a real boy, which that's, yeah, it was. This screenplay was written by Robert Zemeckis and Chris White's based on Carlo Collodi's uh, original work of The Adventures of Pinocchio. Starring Joseph Gordon-Lovett as the voice of Jiminy Cricket, which I still, the entire time, could not believe that that was Joseph Gordon-Lovett's voice, so kudos to him for doing such a great job on that. Tom Hanks as Geppetto, which you can always tell Tom Hanks' voice because it's very distinguishable. But yeah. looked amazing as Geppetto, though. Like, yeah, great. Looked just like the cartoon. Uh, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as the voice of Pinocchio. Uh, Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy. Sheila Atim as Signora Vitelli. Lorraine Bracco. Bra- yeah. As the voice of Sophia. Keegan Michael Key as the voice of Honest John. And Giuseppe Battison as uh, Stromboli. He was the only Italian actor in this movie that takes place in an Italian village. So, no. You know, whatever. And uh, Lewin Lloyd as Lampwick and Luke Evans as the coachman, aka also Gaston from the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> Live action. Anyways, uh, so this pretty much is it's not shot for shot remake of the animated. It stays very, very faithful to the animated. However, the scene in which uh, the scene in which Pinocchio winds up Well, they had a different. They added. They add a character uh, that tours with Stromboli, mm-hmm. and as like an assistant or whatever that's having to work with her, and or work with him, and so that character is a little more is trying to help Pinocchio, and you know befriend him and everything. Mm-hmm. So she helps. She kind of helps Pinocchio escape, along with Jiminy Cricket. So the Blue Fairy is only in it at the beginning. Just interesting, because mm. usually, because in the original, the Blue Fairy shows up when he gets locked up in the cage in the bird cage in Stromboli's wagon, and you know Pinocchio's nose does grow whenever he tells a lie. So. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up using it to the to his advantage so that he could reach the keys to help get it that cage unlocked. And then apologized to Jiminy Cricket, which then made his nose, you know, retract, I guess. <laughs> it didn't grow, it just, you know, went back to yeah. normal. There we go. Okay. And then uh so when he shows remorse his after lying, then his those returns back to its normal side or it starts moving in the opposite direction. So it's the animation's done really well. Like you can actually see the 
because you know when you have like cut pieces of wood, you can see the lines of the wood. And in Pinocchio's uh, face and everything, mm-hmm. you can see the lines of the wood in it, which I thought was really cool how they did that. Because you would, if you were carving something out, you would actually see those lines and everything. True. So I thought that was I thought that was really cool how they did that. And uh, they also took out the drinking and smoking whenever they go to the island there with the uh, with Lampwick and the kids. Mm-hmm. So you know, because the forties were really interesting, <laughs> it was a really interesting time to make animated movies for kids. Uh, so instead of drinking beer, they drink root beer. Uh, none of the kids smoked, but they still wreaked havoc on this over on this island with different things to do and whatnot. And they went down. It shows Pinocchio and Lampwick going on this like roller coaster type ride thing, mm-hmm. and some kids just sliding down it and there's just nothing but candy and sugar and stuff. So they're just like sliding down it with their mouths open, trying to eat all this candy and everything. They get a sugarish. Yep. So they kind of weighed in more on that kind of took the more, we'll say outdated. (laughs) The cringe, the cringe, they took the more cringier aspects of the movie out. There we go. So like if they actually went back and, I guess they are going to guess Disney announced they are making a Wendy and Peter Pan movie. So I guess whenever they decide to do that, they'll probably take out what makes the red man red. I would imagine out of that one. So yeah, that movie's, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites, but that part is so cringe. It's hard to watch. I'm like, oof, this is not still not good. But, you know, it's how we learn. From our history. True. True. Accept it. Move on. Yeah. Learn that hard truth. (laughs) Yep. Gotta learn the hard truth and know where we were to know where we're going. Yep. True. To not repeat it. So the movie's not terrible. Um, I think there are some critics that are just painting it, but the the thing is, will your kids enjoy it? Yes. Will you enjoy it? Maybe. Depends on how much you like the original movie. I enjoyed yeah. the original. I remember going, I remember when they re-released it in theaters. Cause you know, they used to do that with Disney movies, you know, they would vault them and before putting them out on VHS to buy and everything was a thing. Yeah. They would re-release them in theaters for more, for like a limited time. Cause you know, cause it's smart. It's smart marketing, especially for, you know, you have new generations of kids coming out that haven't got to see these movies. And at that time, you know, in the, in the 80s when I was growing up really didn't have a way to rewatch those unless they showed it on the what was it Disney's uh or the ABC Disney uh Sunday night movie or whatever yeah yeah unless they that. featured it on there yeah so unless they featured it on there there was no way to watch it and I think I saw Pinocchio in theater like three times in that yeah. short amount of time because <laughs> also there wasn't much out for younger kids at that time so it was great and i enjoyed it this one um, uh monstro was designed differently like more like a whale monster type thing mm-hmm. like an actual sea monster so had like tentacles and stuff in addition to being like a big giant whale so it was pretty interesting how they changed the design on that the ending of pinocchio is different as well um which I was okay with, you know, because 
it's okay to do something a little bit different. Yeah. But one thing I really did actually kind of enjoy, which to me was kind of fun to to see, but also then popped up questions. Okay, well, in this kind of universe, these are did Geppetto then essentially kind of discover the Disney verse. So uh-huh. Geppetto's cuckoo clocks are a collection of Disney characters. Woody and his horse Bullseye from Toy Story, which is meta because Tom Hanks voices Woody. Yep. Uh, Donald, Donald Duck, Roger Rabbit, and his wife Jessica kissing, which Robert Zemeckis directed to frame Roger Rabbit. Uh, Archimedes the Owl from The Sword in the Stone. Uh, the Lion King. Princess Aurora and Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, Dumbo, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and then the remaining clocks uh, recreate those same from the original Pinocchio. So I thought that was kind of cool, but it definitely made you want to have to keep watching it mm-hmm. to, to see what was going on. So see if there was anything other, any other, any other uh, Easter eggs like that. So. But I. I yeah, it's not horrible. It's entertaining. It's on Disney Plus, so I mean, you got the time. You might as well at least check it out. Yeah. So if you're not enjoying it, you can just turn it off. Boom. True. True. Pinocchio. True. Alrighty. <clears throat> so my second movie uh, i watched three thousand years of longing which released august 26th of this year hour and 48 minutes directed by george miller and it stars idris elba as the Jin, tilda swinton as alethea Binny, and amito lagoon as queen of sheba this is about a lonely scholar on a trip <clears throat> to istanbul discovers a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. So this one I kind of had to watch twice because <laughs> the first time I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Um, I don't know. I think the first time I just went in maybe in the wrong headspace. Mm-hmm. But second go around, you know, it's a better, better experience. So Alethea, upon arriving in Istanbul at the airport, she starts to see things like she's having hallucinations and um, starting off at the airport, she sees this weird guy, bald trench coat while she's pushing the buggy of her stuff, telling her to come with him. And so he kind of walks off right as the person she's meeting shows up. So when they're in the, in the van headed to the hotel, he asks whether or not she asks whether he saw this person. He's like, no. And so she's like, well, he must have just walked off before you came. Um, and then during a presentation, she sees another kind of mystical person that kind of attacks her or scares her to a point that she passes out. And, you know, she's kind of weird, like what's going on with her. So they go to the shop and she finds this blue and white spiral bottle that she wants to buy. And when she gets back to the hotel, she decides to clean it up a little bit. And in doing so, she pops off the top and out comes the gin. Yeah. And um, and from there, he offers her three wishes to which with her being a scholar, she kind of has researched wishes and gins. And she's like, you know, gins 
can be tricksters and you know maybe i just won't make wishes to which he kind of has a fit where he instantly grows big bumping the ceiling and like his head kind of bubbles and then he calms down and so to kind of convince her to you know to make her wishes he tells her stories about his previous experience and um starting off with queen of sheba now that relationship i'm not sure if they're like related or like it's a cousin the daughter because he mentions that she does have the power of the gin because she has like extremely hairy legs which is kind of like a sign of that and and he says that you know like she questions like how like said the it's kind of like the powers of her mother and i guess apparently jen aren't able to procreate but i guess she maybe got involved with the human and so that's why that was able to happen they didn't really go into that but okay. king solomon comes in he's enamored with sheba sheba's enamored with him they connect the jinn expresses his disinterest or distaste in it and solomon traps him in the bottle and so from there, he goes over the different experiences afterwards. How he's just been unsuccessful at having the people that have found him making these wishes. And there's kind of some physics talk going on in this. So I think that's what was really throwing me off. But interesting as well, because I've been reading some physics books as well. Um, but through, let's see. So he tells stories of his experience. Now, they do have like stunning visuals during the storytelling, which th th those are interesting, most interesting moments. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happens that all the previous bottle owners, they're all female. And, um, and of course, that's kind of what he mentions as being his curse. He's like really susceptible with women. Like he has, I guess, used to, like in, back in the day, like, oh, you're, you're girl crazy. Like you just, he fawns over women. Um, which when he's telling the story, that's like the most interesting parts of the movie the only issue i really had was the chemistry between the gin and alethea like i just wasn't finding that connection and um because they just basically stay in the hotel most of the time where he's talking to her and i don't know like maybe if that part was a little better than where things go with them i would have believed it but mm -hmm. this was the, the most yeah the story of a gin that's the least believable thing is their chemistry. Um, but outside of that, it was, it was, it was an all right watch the second time, just cause I focused more on the three stories that he was telling. Mm -hmm. I just wish their chemistry was better. Gotcha. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was. Idris and Tilda not Kim, not clicking or right. just the way the characters were written that they just didn't seem to go together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That but, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did, they did great with their part. I just, they just didn't make their interaction believable to where it went. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. But was the Idris blue? That's the question. They don't like some kind of dark blue spanks, maybe? <laughs> or some okay. biker shorts? Because, you know, he's but pretty he, much... But his skin was a blue, though. No. Okay. No. Had so a, a, gold, a gold tint. A little gold tint to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So but when he came out of the bottle, it was like a purple, purple, yeah. purple tinted smoke. <laughs> but yeah, not blue. Right. <laughs> yeah, not blue. <laughs> all right, we're off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
the only other one I watched, I watched this uh, from 1963. Because, you know, it's September, so I've already, we've already deemed it to be Halloween in our house. We're already decorated. We're ready to roll. Yeah. We've already started playing Hide It with a different one that I bought. Which also reminds me, I bought a third It, or a third Pennywise. And I uh, forgot to take it out of the box when it showed up from Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I put it with all of Grayson's other boxes because it wound up somehow with all her stuff. So it was hilarious when she unboxed it and thought it was a gift for her. And I'm like, Dang. oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I said, well, you know, you did give me a creepy doll once. So I guess this is kind of payback. I said, you yeah. need to keep that if you want. No, I don't want it. Hey. <laughs> I said it may still show up in your room. <laughs> no, anyways, it was funny. Uh, so I watched, I watched the movie on uh, Amazon Prime, The Haunted Palace, from 1963, at a runtime of one hour twenty-seven minutes long, starring uh, Vincent Price, legendary actor Vincent Price, uh, directed by legendary director producer roger corman the haunted palace which is actually taken from a edgar allen poe edgar allen poe poem there we go mm-hmm. that three times real fast is <laughs> the story though itself is actually based on an hp lovecraft story mm-hmm. however roger corman and vincent price had been making a bunch of edgar allen poe uh or at least work Movies based on Edgar Allan Poe's work. There we go. Uh, they'd already made a series of those. Mm-hmm. So if they put H.P. Lovecraft's like title and story, they thought that the studio thought that people wouldn't come see it because it's not because they'd done all these Edgar Allan Poe stories. Uh. So basically, because it's a different author, they somehow thought the director, the actor-director combo couldn't sell someone else's work in the movie i don't that's what it seemed like to me when i read it i'm like yeah. this sounds stupid so everything it even says on the poster edgar Allan poe's the haunted palace even though nothing to do with edgar Allan poe other than the title of the movie wow yeah. some bullshit right there yeah misdirection yeah that would be like that would be like if they finally made a movie ap- adaptation of one of Brad Meltzer's amazing books and said, Dan Brown's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, Dan Brown's the Copa Ring. No. No, 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 no. Don't do right. that. Don't mislead. <laughs> yep. Of course, both of those authors are alive, whereas the other two were dead. So at that point, I believe. I'm Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, you know, uh, or were they? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's crazy. So, anyways, uh, also stars Deborah. I think it's Paget, Paget, uh, as Ann Ward. Uh, Vincent Price plays Charles Dexter Ward. This was Deborah Paget's last film uh, that she was in. Also starring Lon Chaney Jr., a.k.a. The Wolfman, uh, as Simon Orne, Frank Maxwell's Dr. Baroness Willett, 
Leo Gordon as Edgar Wiegand, Alicia Cook Jr. as Peter Smith, and uh, John Dierks as Benjamin West. So, basically, what what happened was Charles Dexter Ward arrives at a small village to visit the house he inherited from his ancestor who died there a hundred years ago. His great great grandfather was a uh, black uh, black magic. He was a warlock. There we go. Studied the black the dark arts. <laughs> and so they felt that he uh, so they burned him at you know they burned him on attached him to a tree, burned him at burned him and you know Kill the witch slash warlock. Yeah. And the the town's been cursed ever since. As it should. <laughs> As it should. And, you know, like one. Um, so then it fast forwards 100 years, okay? So we're talking like 1800s at this point. Mm-hmm. Or early 1900s, probably. Early 1900s. Nonetheless, still no technology, right? Right. Now, Vincent Price played the. Played the role with the great grandfather, as well as Charles Dexter Ward, and they show up at this town. The tavern is called the Burning Man Tavern. And I'm like, wow, that's no that's going to drive people in. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like I'm like that doesn't really sound like a great name, like marketing wise, to want to get no. people to come in. Oh, once you learn the story, like <laughs> oh, you burned a man a tree. Yeah, let's go get a couple pints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. So they show up, you know, and they get dropped off uh, by their old carriage thing in the town. It's very murky. It's very foggy. It's a New England town. Mm-hmm. And they get out. They step in this tavern. There's like no music playing, no nothing. It's just silence. They walk in. They set their stuff down. Everybody's staring at them. I'm like, wow, that rude much. And. You know, they immediately are trying to get them to leave town because he looks like the great grandfather. Mind you, been a hundred years means which means nobody in that tavern was alive mm. when this happened. And it's not like they have the internet or any kind of video to be like, Yeah, that's what this guy looks like. Right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm like they're basing it off of like one painting that's in this palace, which the palace got built because it was brought over brick by brick from overseas. Nobody from Europe. Nobody knows what part dun, dun, dun. is unknown. So there is this painting in the palace painting in the palace. Well, and they of the great grandfather, Joseph, and he, uh, yeah, and so everybody's trying to get him to leave, and the doc, the town doctor, basically said, "That's eh, this is how you get up there. Up there, you know, don't mind them; they're weird." Yeah, but like all, like throughout the town, like various different townspeople are like deformed in some way. I'm like, I'm thinking it's just inbreeding myself. Like maybe I'll just start marrying, stop marrying each other. Yeah, it could be, could be the culprit. <laughs> yep, or maybe. You know, figure out what you're drinking or eating and change that. Change how you're prepping that. Test your water. 
<laughs> yep. Exactly. Because that seems to be the problem here. Yeah. Because one guy had like web fingers and another, this one girl was, both of her eyes were like, uh, like skin over both of her eyes. So she can, she literally could not see. Wow. The, the makeup's not super great, but it is 1963. So of the time, it was probably done very well. Yeah. And then like one dad, like a net, I'm pretty sure it's her dad had like one eye that was completely covered. Anyways, you know, cursed, yeah. cursed stuffed. And yeah, so they get up there and they meet the caretaker, which is played by Lon Chaney Jr. And his face is very much discolored, but it's, I think, almost kind of like absence of light mm-hmm. and just being in the dark all the time. And having to cover it and so take care of everything. There's this painting that, like I said, uh, in the palace of that hangs over the fireplace in the main living area. And it is. uh, It's he's Charles is drawn to it. And after like the first day or two, he's starts hearing voices. You know, uh, basically trying to direct him to do different things so his personality changes and then you see whenever the spirit i guess you could say of uh so it's going to uh what's the word his spirit overtakes charles and so they so then he starts acting differently his wife is like what's going on but as he becomes more of Joseph, the great grandfather, his skin starts to change colors, much like uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s does. So that's how you know when he's when he's, I guess, Joseph and not Charles, because he switches back. It's really yeah. weird. It's almost like a Jekyll Hyde type thing, almost. And so he's trying to use the Necromonicon to start what he finished you know all those many years ago it's not a bad movie i mean it's for 1963 for a vincent price movie it's it's entertaining to watch yeah uh just you know just to kind of have fun to look at you know it's not bad it's it's interesting yeah I, i mean i enjoyed it it was it was fine it was fine but it's you know for to watch that kind of stuff from back then it's kind of cool to see how they Utilize mood and the scenes like the a lot of stuff was shot the same way I guess that they shot when they made the Raven uh, based on Edgar Allan Poe like I guess the staircase and a lot of the shots are similar yeah. in different parts because they are trying to utilize the same. T- I don't even know. It's, I didn't read whether or not it was the same set, but it was at least shot and shot composition was the same uh, okay. for both movies. So there's a lot of similarities in it. I think they're only shot like a couple years apart. So I'm sure they're probably trying to get them out as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, not bad. I mean, if you got time and a bunch of the Edgar Allan Poe, Vincent Price movies are on prime too. I'll probably watch those. And that's it. That's all I got this week. All right. I have one more. Uh, I went and checked out breaking which uh, released August 26th of this year, hour and 43 minutes runtime, directed by Abby Damaris Corbin, <clears throat> and it stars 
John Boyega as Lance Corporal Brian Brown Easley. Nicole Bahari as Estelle Valerie. Uh, Salinas Leva Le- Le- as Rosa Diaz. Connie Britton as Lisa Larson. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan as Major Riddick. And Michael K. Williams as Eli Bernard, who's the negotiator. Which I'm guessing is probably his last on screen. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I I don't know if there's anything else he was working on. Um, But this is a true story of a veteran who takes a bank hostage when his disability check fails to arrive. And we go through the mental and emotional challenges he faces leading up to that moment. So. Brian Brown Easley is a honorably discharged Marine Corp veteran um, who hits a financial roadblock after not receiving his disability check. So you see him, he's living in a hotel. He's got like a minute phone and he uses it to talk to his daughter, which runs out of minutes. Um, But he gets the idea of robbing the bank because he's mad because the VA didn't give him his check. And they say it's tied to his, he's going to school. So they say because he's behind and paying his um, tuition, they had to, to garnish his check, basically, what they're saying. And okay. that sounds about right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's, that's the most believable <laughs> thing about this. So welcome back. Welcome back, soldier. Here, we're garnishing your check for college. Right. Like, you should be, should be taken care of. But um, so, you know, from his point of view, like, he's, not behind and they're just they just messed up basically and so he makes makes the decision to hold up the bank primarily with the purpose of bringing attention to his situation but also threatens to blow up the building with the bomb he made um i'll say one thing as far as hostage takers go he's polite Mm -hmm. so when he goes in he writes a note to the teller saying he has a bomb the manager kind of makes eye contact with the teller yeah. realizes what's going on so she makes sure everybody leaves and so there's only two people that work in the bank that are left inside and you know he starts it's kind of like some of the patients and people that we deal with at the hospital he starts having episodes where he's thinking there's somebody out there trying to kill him and he knows what he's doing it's probably going to lead to him dying but he still wants the attention he wants to talk to a negotiator he wants the news crew and he wants he wants his money because he's worried about being homeless, trying to take care of his daughter, you know, him and the, the baby mom, they're not together. But he's still trying to do what's right for his daughter, but he can't do it without his money. And you know, it's it kind of reminded me of the movie American Skin that came out I think twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when it came out. And um but you know, a little different, but similar situation in that movie the veteran takes a police station hostage because his son was murdered and the cop is basically goes free without trial and they're here it's a bank yeah. bank situation and um i thought it was pretty good you know it's kind of like john boyega's john q in a way but yeah. you know um i did kind of when I was watching, like, man, he's, he's kind of channeling some some Denzel comparisons in a way. It's mm-hmm. how he's presenting, yeah. presenting himself, and like you feel his um, 
the emotions of what he's going through. Like, yeah, he's paranoid because he's in the military. So he's got some PTSD from that. Yep. And then he's trying to take care of his daughter. They're not giving us money. And so another one interesting thing about this movie is this was shot in a little over a month. So they didn't really have a lot of time. No, they didn't. No, because I was watching an interview where it was having the three stars of this talking about how they didn't really have a lot of time to connect. So, but it was interesting how they were able to go about everything. And um, so, um, I mean, for for hearing that, you know, because I feel like maybe if they'd had a little more time, there was no telling how. I mean, it's it's good as it is, but I'm just curious, like if they'd had at least like three or four months to to go over everything. What more could they have done? Right. Um, yeah. But the main setting is this bank. You know, you got a lot of out in exterior shots with the SWAT team that arrives. You got, you know, snipers and all that. And Michael K. Williams is playing the negotiator. Is trying his best to relate to him. You know, tell him like, yeah, VA. I've had my experience with them. They're not great. <laughs> um, and then Brian Eason reaches out to one of the news establishments and talks to one of the lead producers and you know you feel you feel the emotions because you know it's like it's it's definitely rooted in real life situation because the whole time i'm thinking like if you if you've served and you're going to school you would think all that would, especially if you're honorably discharged you shouldn't have to worry about exactly paying tuition nope. shouldn't have any type of issues financially you should be taken care of but as we all know that's not always the case which is sad. Fortunately. Yep. Yeah, sad. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. Cool. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to run down. No summaries. Y'all going to look them up if you haven't already seen them. Uh, real quick, trailers. There were a plethora because <laughs> Disney had their, I guess, D23 or whatever. Yeah. So we now have available teaser trailer for the little mermaid mm-hmm. uh, full trailer for hocus pocus 2 mm-hmm. uh, trailer the one i'm most excited for is the secret wars uh trailer with the scrolls and nick fury mm-hmm. so that one i'm most excited for uh, that's one of my favorite storylines yeah uh and then willow a full trailer for that tv series then uh, Percy Jackson, there's also a TV series for that one. Uh, then Disney Plus will be releasing a sequel to the movie Enchanted, Disenchanted, uh, <laughs> coming to Disney Plus on November 24th. And then Steven Spielberg's new movie, The Fablemans, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. That one looks yes. amazing. Yes. Amazing. I would, I'm already down for it. And uh, I think I mentioned Hocus Pocus 2 already. Yes. And then, yeah. Uh, on Amazon Prime, a new TV series called The Peripheral. Coming out October 21st. And that is a lot of trailers that are that dropped this week. Compared to the past couple of weeks where we've had like one or two. Yep. It's, it's like, hey, you want trailers? We got you. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Here you go. Enjoy. Okay, bye. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, no, I'm very excited for Secret Wars. I think that's gonna be awesome. So, scrolls live among us. Wonderful, get a a uh, roadie suit up sequence like you used to get with 
with uh, Tony Stark. I want to see him put yep. a suit on. You know, hope we get that. Yep. Same. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. Be good. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we looks like we're going to probably have a packed episode next week with a lot of movies being released coming out this week. So yeah. both in theaters and streaming. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And yep. I guess that's it. We will see y'all next week or talk to y'all next week, whichever. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.